I come to speak to you today in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of my favorite authors to read at Christmas time is that old reformer, Martin Luther. I get very excited about Christmas, I have to admit. I think there's a special magic about the time of Christmas that will defy even the dark arts of consumerism and materialism. Uh, it can't be overcome. I get excited about that magic. But I don't think I come nearly as close to reveling in the magic of Christmas like Luther did. And Luther preached many sermons on the Christmas narratives, and whenever I return to them, I'm deeply moved by his devotion to the miracle in Bethlehem. Like Mary, Luther treasures up all of these in images and he, he ponders them in his heart. His favorite gospel is Luke's gospel, and many of our readings today are, at least three of them are taken from Luke's gospel. And Luther is deeply struck with the idea of the hiddenness of God's appearance to humanity. God is in the act of appearing to his creation. He's coming not only to make his abode with men and with women, but he's coming to wrap his infinity within the limit of two tiny hands and two tiny feet. The word who spoke the universe into existence unites himself so indivisibly to our humanity that we find him in the lap of a young woman unable to articulate anything at all but the cry of human need. God cries. God shivers. God needs. How could God, writes Luther, demonstrate his goodness more powerfully than by stepping down so deep into flesh and blood? The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And Luther is so struck by the importance, the importance of the awesomeness of God becoming flesh that he marvels that this moment could remain hidden from so many. Oh, what a dark night it must have been over Bethlehem, he writes, that the people didn't see such a great light. There is this poor young woman, he says, Mary. Nobody pays attention to her. She is considered to be one of the least significant inhabitants of that town. Nobody realizes what Mary is carrying. Nobody, he says, notices or understands what God performs in the stable. God permits them to eat and to drink and to be of good cheer, but this treasure, it's hidden from them. It's so very different with the world, isn't it? We are by nature promoters. We love to promote, we love to advertise, to publish, we love to attract attention by default. We live in the age of the selfie. It's always been the world of the selfie, but it's even more clear now. We are fond of displaying ourselves. Look at how attractive I am. Look at how wise I am. Look at how pious I am. We love to accumulate followers. We thrill with every new like. 
our hearts gladden with every repost. And I'm convinced that many of us, if we had been allowed the privilege to be God's counselor on that night 2,000 years ago, the eve of the birth of Christ, we would have suggested that God put the incarnation on Facebook, or its rough first equivalent, uh, first century equivalent. God, you need to take a selfie here of what's going on. But on this dark and cold night, there was no hashtag Bethlehem. There was no hashtag God becomes man. There was no hashtag a king is born. There was, writes Luther, a young, terrified woman. She was about to give birth for the first time, and no one took to heart the heaviness of her body. She was there without anything ready for her, without light, without fire, in the middle of the night, alone, in the darkness. Everyone was drunk and roistering in the inn, a throng of guests from everywhere, and nobody at all bothered about this young woman. There was, to be sure, a brilliant star. There was a supernatural star. It came and it hovered over the manger, but only a few traveling scholars noticed that light. There was a jubilant angelic choir over the fields, but only a handful of poor shepherds heard that exultant song. And so while in the world, in all of its sense of importance and prestige, goes its way reveling in the night, the Lord performs his most important work in the hiddenness of the stable. And so it will always be. Your life, says St. Paul, is hidden with Christ in God. How completely, writes Luther, God does spurn that which is high. And we strive madly and frantically after the heights to be seen, lest we be honored in heaven. Again and again, Luther says, we step out of God's horizon so that he might not see us in the depths, the only place that God looks for those who are humble and contrite of heart. And so this Christmas, let's remember that the work of God's grace is the work of the hiddenness and the obscurity of the stable. God chose the foolish things of this world to put to shame the things that are wise. He chose what is weak to shame what is strong, and he chose what is low and despised, even things that are not so that no human being might boast in his presence. Even as with Mary, ostensibly unimportant, alone, perplexed, tired, cold, God comes to us today with the treasure of his gospel, the treasure of new birth, and he says to all those who will in faith see his shining star, I will make all things new. Though you don't see it, though the visible attests otherwise, I am the maker of all things new. And therefore we can pray 
today with confidence the prayer of our brother Martin. O God, the Father of all poor and forlorn souls, grant us grace that we might highly prize our treasure, which is your holy gospel, and make it so bright and so warm that we might always find pleasure in that to the end, that we might fix our hope on a better kingdom, the sure hope and the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for whom we wait each day. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.